hello 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 and welcome back to the mommy files of a new black mom it has been some time (laughs) and it's been that way only because i've been working like a free slave with all the holidays and all the things and preparing for the christmas holiday and just life in general sometimes i feel like as adults we give ourselves excuses if we're busy And I was joking with one of my good friends. She lives in California now. And she always says, I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to call. I'm going to text. And a lot of times I tell my friends, I literally might call or text you just because you came across my mind. Don't ever feel like you're a bad friend if we don't talk often. And having that conversation with her made me think of today's episode. Today's episode is friendships, how to teach your children about friendships. And I know, you know, as a mom, a young black mom, a young mom in today's society, friends is a very used word. And a lot of times our kids use them so willy nilly that it's almost hard to depict what we really want them to understand about friendships and a lot of times I find myself being more of an example for my children because when it comes to friendships it's really hard to describe um one of the first thing my mom always said is you know everyone's not your friend and you take it almost like a personal shot you take it like your mom is trying to tell you that your good good girlfriend that you love and trust and you know devote all this time and love to is a bad person when in fact your mom is protecting you from the one thing that you don't expect let's just say um and that's betrayal friendships are so deep and so time consuming and so emotion filled it's a relationship and if you don't teach your children how to develop these relationships or navigate relationships friendships are the first ways they get hurt my oldest we go through this back and forth of what she thinks a friend is and a lot of times her depiction of what a friend is is literally someone she talks to every day but that only comes from kids she's in school with um people she feel have the same interests which are again people she's in school with or people who fall in the same circle of kind of how they look how they dress how they talk how they walk you kind of find people with similarities oh we both like bands okay we the band girls um And it's one of those topics that I laugh about because I'll tell you this. I am a very eclectic person, personally, socially, how I dress, how I act, everything. And when I think back on all the friendships I had, some of my first friends were my mom's friend's kids. So uh, most of my first friends were either people who knew my mom or my dad or I went to church with who knew my parents or, you know, I met them through summer camp or we lived on the same street or just small places where you tend to meet friends. But most of my first friends were developed through my mom. 
my mom had a girlfriend that came over she had a daughter who was around my age we became friends so every time our parents hung out we hung out the older you get the more you get to kind of choose your friends and the one thing i'm trying to teach my oldest is how to choose a friend when it comes to choosing friends it should be very detail oriented you want people who not only have the same interests but people who respect you talk to you with respect treat you with respect and aren't looking for a way to get off and when I tried to explain it to her she was kind of like what do you mean I said I knew people who wanted to be friends because of what they could benefit from me they wanted to be my friend because I had a swimming pool they wanted to be my friend because I had nice things or because I would go nice places or I would give good gifts or whatever the circumstances are it was beneficial to them the older I got the less friends I have (laughs) and it's a lesson I didn't learn until I became an adult how many people I consider a friend and the biggest thing was when I was getting married choosing my bridesmaids when I first thought about getting married at 20 21 I was thinking of who all these girls and I had like 10 friends who I was like I have to put them in my wedding if I get married you know you make this book in your diary or this section in your diary where you're describing all the people you want your mythical you know wedding my list was so long I couldn't even tell you why I had so many bridesmaids I look now and I have five (laughs) and most of the friends and I'll say this all of the friends who are my bridesmaids have been my friends for over 10 years and we've all met in different circumstances whether it be college I've known them since middle school we've been friends since you know I got out of college or you know some type of really strong bond where I trust them with my my life I trust them with the life of my child I trust them in my home if I'm not there I trust them to protect anything I have when you teach friendships to your children you have to teach them things that they're looking for my oldest friend we've been friends since 2004 so that is extremely scary because it's 16 years i've known this girl since i was 13 and i laugh because we always say we're each other's only real friend based off the fact that most of the people that come into our life don't last so we kind of always been so attached to each other one way or another and before her brother passed away he always kept saying she's your only real friend he was like she's here when you have nothing she's here when you have everything no matter what she finds a way to stay close to you and we were beneficial to each other and it would be one reason or another that we prove our friendship to each other without realizing I'm proving my friendship whether it be devotion whether it be a shoulder to lean on whether it's always a phone call and we have a friendship that has now you know kind of enrobed our children I'm her daughter's godmother she's my daughter's godmother we've you know been in each other's home shared beds shared relationship problems and drinks and ties my parents look at her like another daughter and her mom always calls me her other daughter you know what I mean and we've both kind of grown so close that we didn't realize when we were 13 how close we would be at almost 30 and I try to teach that to children when you're teaching children about friendships you want them to show value and it's hard to describe that to children to teach them what does a friendship value have if this person is only there when they when you have the good snacks 
And now when your mother tries to give you celery, they ain't a real good friend. If they're not teaching you to stay out of trouble, they're not your real friend. And that's a lesson I feel like most kids don't realize. Because I say, you know, my best friend used to always try to keep me out of trouble. One, because she had stricter parents than I did. (laughs) And we always used to use each other's, you know, getting in trouble to use the other person to help us get out of trouble. Um, It was one of those things where I was very passionate about teaching her friendship values, whether it be your friends should talk you out of anything bad you're about to do. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, anything bad I wanted to do, my friends tried to talk me out of. Anything that wasn't beneficial to my life or wasn't beneficial to me growing, my friends would be like, that ain't a good move. If I talk about going to a new job, they're pushing me to be better, to be greater, to do more. Any big step in my life, my friends, and I say that very strongly, my friends, I can count on two hands who I consider a friend. People who, even when they're not around, they support, they love, they give, they share. They want me to be there in support of them. Those are people you can depend on. The older you get, the less friends you have. And it's scary to say that because as kids, you know, you look at friendship as such this big blossoming blanket where you want to cover everyone. You want everyone to be your friend. But the older you get, you find that the blanket shrinks and that it becomes almost a towel where you only can fit but so many. And you're trying to realize what makes them a good friend. A good friend should be dependable. A good friend should be reliable. A good friend should be someone you trust. And trust enough that if you tell them a secret, no one else will know it. If you need them, they will be there. If you call them, they will answer. I know if anything goes crazy, my best friend calls me to ask for advice. From everything from shoes to child rearing to life choices with no judgment. A real friend does not judge. And I say that. Very honestly, my best friend knows she can call me right now and tell me she has, uh, you know, cooties or she has, you know, a boy problem or her daughter is acting up and I will support her. I will give her advice. I will be an ear to listen to and I will help her solve whatever issue she has. If she calls me and says, hey, I need ten dollars right now. I'm going to send her 20 just so that she knows I got you. And the same thing with me. A lot of times people don't look at friendships in that scope and they wonder why people are not as good a friend as them because you're giving value. Friends should add value to your life. They should be like uh, an appraisal (laughs) in a sense. When you have a friend, a friend should not be someone you have to question their loyalty or their honesty. If you tell me I'm going to be there at five, at five o'clock, I should look up and see your face. If you say, I got you, I shouldn't have to keep asking or should question what you mean or how far you're going to get. A friend is there with no judgment and a friendship when you're teaching children is those people who they really can't or don't want to not have around. It's one of those loosely phrased terms of a friendship, but friendship is always a part of what it is, a relationship. A relationship is one of those hard things you have to try to explain to children because when it comes to building these things, they take just as much time and effort. You shouldn't have somebody around who doesn't want to be around. You shouldn't be keeping someone who doesn't want to be kept. 
And friendships are just as hard as relationships. When it comes to teaching children, though, it's harder to explain what they need to make them happy. And kids, they always think of everyone they talk to as a friend, whether it be, oh, I see her every day, so that's my friend. Or I can tell her my secrets, so she's my friend. If you can tell your friend all your secrets, that's awesome. That's the great building block of a relationship to have because you feel like if I trust you to say, hey, so I snuck out and kissed the boy. If the first thing you hear the next day is, oh, I heard you snuck out your house and you kissed some boy, I know now the value of our friendship. I know I can't tell you something without it getting around, and I know that you can't hold water. If I know that if I tell you I'm about to do something crazy and you don't say, okay, so you know I'm your friend and I, you know, I love you very dearly, but I want what's best for you, and I want you to do the right thing so you don't get in trouble. Or if I talk to you about me trying to go to college and be a great student and do great things and you're not pushing me to get my grades the right way or me to do what I need to do in school, then you're not a good friend. I push the limits of children knowing friendships because friendships are something that as women, as adults, as moms and dads, we have to give the best version or depiction of it. Because when most people think, oh, well, my kids, you know, they know what it is to have a friend or I'm teaching them about friends, they're looking at you as an example. Most of my friends have been a part of my life for so long, I consider them like siblings because you grow such a close relationship, it's like coworkers. People always laugh when they say, oh, you know, coworkers aren't your real friends. Coworkers can definitely be real friends if you give them that much space to be a part of your life. Yes. You are with them almost 8, 10, 12, 13 hours a day for the days you work. So think about it. You work five days out the week if you're a normal full-time employee. And you spend 10 to 12 hours of those days with this person. They slowly become friends. But if they're your friend, you should be able to talk to them. You should be able to depend on them. And the relationship shouldn't just hold weight because we work together. So I know at work, you'll be able to keep me afloat. It should be, if I know inside and outside of work, we can still have the same relationship, then you're a friend. If I know that you're not going to judge the fact that I have to be your boss and you have to be my employee, then definitely we could be friends. If I can be solely myself, drink, smoke, whoever, and know that you won't judge unless you see me acting out of character that can harm myself, then I know, again, you could be friends. Trusting friendships are harder to teach children, but it's something that, especially as a woman, you have to teach your girls because friendships are such a building block of being an adult. Because you naturally want your children to look at things in a very scopal, very, you know, view. When you look at people as your friend, they should be adding everyday value to what you're doing. Whether it be how you build, how you grow, how you know how to do the right things, what makes better choices, how do you add to their value. Most of the people I consider friends, we have gone through good and bad. And I'm not going to say bad is always the biggest turning point for friendships but it's a very big learning point um my best friend and I and I always you know use this as an example we were not friends for almost a year and it was literally out of us growing in such a space where we needed each other in different ways and I and didn't know how to depict it she was going through 
having a child and I was going through a new relationship and her depending on me had changed. So our value for each other had totally become imbalanced. And we ended up having to take time away from being our friendship because we literally both had never had a fight with each other. And people always laugh and say, how do you never have a fight with a friend? We've never had a physical argument where we used words that were negative to each other. And it was like the one time we decided to have an argument was us growing in such a space where we we just couldn't get on the same page. And it was very hard for us to even try to get on the same page because we didn't know what the value was. We didn't know the value in what we wanted from each other. We didn't always see the value in how this person was going to, you know, change. And we were so used to how things were. It was too much for both of us at the time. We're going to take a quick break and I will be back. Take the time to think and maybe make a list of what you want that adds value to your friends. And before the break, we were talking about friendships. What about your friends? Will they hold you down? And they're going to be around, baby. Anyway, TLC said it best. They said it in the most honest, real-ass way. When it comes to friendships, though, one of the hardest things, I think, teaching kids is teaching them the value of friendship. As we're blossoming and growing into this new black mom phase of life, we are fully committing our children into a real reality of struggle. Because here's the thing. Most people don't know what it is to be a good friend. If you ask most adults to describe their best friend, a lot of phrases like, oh, she's someone I've known forever, somebody I trust, somebody I care about, all those things are great. But teaching that to a six-year-old, is even harder and the value of what we want them to build as a good friend my mom always made this big thing about moms and kids not being friends and the friendship bonds between parents and kids is something that is hard to touch on because people get very touchy when you describe or you start talking about parent friendly relationships here's my breakdown on it when it comes to friendships Parents are not supposed to be your friend. They are in a position of dominance where being your friend compromises better judgment. And that's just it on that. The reason I say that, because I've never met people in the almost 30 years I've been alive who can have both. I don't know one parent-child relationship where they are best friends and it works because at some point your child's going to do something that's going to make you come out of that friendship and be a parent whether it be how you have to discipline them how you have to talk to them how the structure is different whatever it may be it is really hard for parents to keep that very deep dark line of a difference and the reason I say that is because most people don't know the damage it does to your children when you can't discipline them in a way that shows that you care. And what I mean by discipline them is once you establish a friendship, 
they don't look at you as a parent they look at you as an equal their conversation is different their demeanor is different their respect level is different they're open more yes they're honest more yes but what are you benefiting from your child being your friend but not able to understand when you tell them no because telling your child no when you're their so-called friend is the hardest thing you'll ever have to do because that immediately puts them in a position where they're like what what do you mean why would you say no and then it becomes a very difficult conversation to then explain being more of a parent than you are a friend Most people don't know how that can really motivate your children in different ways. Now, I will say this. My mom was more friendly to me as I became older. And as I became a parent, we become closer. But I always have a respect level for my mom. But the older I get, I get my mom at different phases of my life. Where I was her sweet little princess to her wild and crazy teenager to her blossoming woman all these phases of life that I went through with my mom to me having my first child and making decisions that my mom was not always happy about me and my mom have an ever blossoming ever growing ever evolving relationship because I've always had a very strong will about myself and a very strong personality that I credit to her that a lot of times I think she has to take a step back and go, oh shit, this is the person I developed. Whether it be my style, which I have to laugh now as an adult because my mom always said, my daughter is not afraid of anything. Clothes, style, any of that. And I laugh because I always had this weird, crazy sense of style. I remember when I was six, no, I had to be older. I had to be like seven or eight. And I used to dress myself for school. I used to be hyped to go to school. One of the outfits I put together was a velour velvety black skirt that my mom bought me. And I put it on with a short sleeve black turtleneck and leopard suspenders. And my mother was like, where are you going, girl? School. And then I look at myself at 19, 20, you know, going to my mom's house and crop tops. And I'm no small frame woman crop tops and shorts and bold colors and wild patterns and being myself and I actually got to hear my mom compliment my outfit when I wasn't there which made it more interesting because I was like my mom is probably like this girl but I always wanted to be myself and when we became closer as I got older in the decisions I made my mom let me drink around her let me be myself let me listen to the things I wanted to listen to I didn't look at it like a friendship. I looked at it as me and my mom's relationship growing, blossoming, bettering, you know, for both of us. Because we weren't in a position where she felt like she had to be my dictator. She also got to be my companion. And it's not always about being on the same page. A lot of the lessons I learned as a woman came from my mother being so strong. And a lot of lessons I learned as a mom, I learned from my mom. But a lot of the stronger messages I've learned was how to be more of myself 
and be more, you know, defining in the things that I want and don't want is because of her. And because we never had this girly girl, you know, super girlfriendy, best friend kind of relationship, we've always had a mother-daughter, strong-willed relationship. My mother would always give me this, you know, stern look where she would make me understand, like, we can agree to disagree. And that's a, a relationship most people don't understand. Me and my mom both are opinionated. So a friendship with us probably would never <laughs> blossom like most because we both wanted to be right. We both wanted our own, you know, say. We both had our own say. We both dictated what we felt or how we did things. And a lot of decisions I made are very similar to my mom's. My mom determined when she was going to have kids, who she was going to have kids with, who she wanted to be with, who she wanted to marry, how she was moving and shaking. She dictated a lot of steps in her life that my grandmother probably was not a fan of. And I laugh because my mom looks at me now and goes, you know, you your own person, you grown, you this, you that. And I laugh because I always want my daughter to feel the same way. I want her to feel like her opinion matters but that she also has an opinion, that she also has a way to express herself in a respectful way. We as parents always want our kids to be independent, but independence comes with making decisions that we as parents don't always get a say in. My mother was not always on my side with things and I respect that because it helped me learn that everybody's not going to love what you do like what you do agree with what you do and that's okay everybody's not going to agree with what you do speak on what you do support what you do and I can respect the fact that my mother wanted me to understand that so us being the best of friends would never have worked Now, I'm not saying you can't be close with your daughter or son or y'all can't have a building, growing, blossoming relationship. What I'm saying is you got to know the truth. Speaking truth with your kids is the one lesson you always have to teach. Because kids don't know the difference between honest and being 100% with your family and friends and being real. So, what tends to happen is we put this very awkward situation on our kids in a scope of, well, I'm the mom, but I'm also your friend. That's very, very confusing because kids don't know how to differentiate a mom who cares versus a mom who wants respect. A lot of times in the beginning of your child coming of age and learning right from wrong, it's a lot of growing pains. And growing pains in the sense of them understanding, I might do something you don't like and it's okay because I'm your parent. So everything I do is not always going to be comfortable. Parent and child relationships and friendships are very difficult because you have very uncomfortable situations. It's like an itchy sweater. You love this sweater, so you wear it all the time. But when you put it on, you realize why you don't wear it often because it itches and it's uncomfortable. And you be like, ugh. Versus you being in a situation in which a friendship can develop. 
So it's very difficult as a parent, and I'll say this a hundred times, it's very difficult to teach your children about friendship without them understanding the different components and different relationships and different pieces of the puzzle that make good friends. And teaching them how to be a good friend, how to be a good listener, how to be diplomatic. I manage 30-something kids, well, I'll say adults, but I always say they're my kids because at the end of the day, I feel like I have more kids than I birth because I've always been in a role of dominancy where I had to run and, and conduct and instruct. So for me, it's like you gain children. You're teaching them. You're in a position to teach them. You're in a position to guide them. So if you don't know how to guide them, you're teaching them things that aren't always beneficial and you have to learn how to do it the right way. Because what you don't want to do is set them up for failure. You don't want to set them up to lose. You always want them to have the best result, even if it doesn't mean that they like you or they like the choices that you made for them. But then on the other foot, being a friend to them is totally a different standard because you're teaching them what it means to build a relationship, what it means to have growth and strength. What it so yeah, to kind of close out on everything we've discussed today, I want to sum it up with this. Teach your children how to be the friends you wish you had when you were a kid. Teach your kids how to be more than just, I don't want to say shallow, but definitely more than superficial things. Pick a person who you can trust. Pick a person who makes you feel safe. Pick a person who shows you they're good in all they do. Show that they care. Show that they're reliable, even if it's not popular. I laugh because I always thought, my real friends are people who I knew the longest and a lot of the great friends I've had are people I've known for moments and been dependable and ride or dies and out here looking out for me even good bad or indifferent the best choice you can make is making great friends and great friends are something everyone needs and when we teach our children the value of great friendship it brings value to their life absolutely so thank you for listening I love you all Bye.